Today's show is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code BIGGESTPROBLEM to save $5 off your first purchase. Welcome to the biggest problem in the universe, the show where we discuss every problem in the universe from ants to AIDS. With over 3.2 million downloads, this is the only show where you decide what should or shouldn't be on the big list of problems. I'm Maddox, with me is Dick Masterson. Hey, what's up, buddy? And Sean, our audio engineer. Hello. Welcome back. That was perfect. Yeah. Timed it right along with the music and everything. Uh, I think we got it down after 58 episodes. (laughs) It's about time. Yeah, guys. um, Let's just get this out of the way. Last week... The problems, the ranking of the problems, coming in first was social justice warriors. Oh, yes. Dick, climb the ranks so high. So fast and so hard, man. I'm like the Chuck Yeager of this show. That problem just shot straight into outer space, man. Oh, yeah. What are you typing at? What are you doing? I'm just looking at the master list of problems 4,000 votes in a couple days. People hate social justice warriors. Yeah. Hate them. Yeah. For good reason. Well. For good reason. They're like the anti-slacktivists, somebody said. No. Because they're, because, yeah, what do you mean no? Well, some people, I, I read in the comments the opposite. I said, I read that it was an extension of slacktivists. No, 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 I disagree. Because slacktivists feel that, that, uh, they feel that, that positive feedback, they feel it when they just click like and then they're done and they don't. They don't hurt anybody. They're yeah. not hurting anybody. They're just getting themselves off. They click a like button to get off. That's fine. I go look at porno. It's the same thing. Social justice warriors are hurting people. They're costing people their lives, their jobs, their lives, man. Mm, and they're infecting know. others. It's a race to the bottom with them. I don't know that they're affecting people's lives, Dick. You want an example? I brought an example somebody sent sure. me. We can let's get to it, it later yeah, if you no, want. No, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Here we go. We're talking about it. Hey, Dick, I just wanted to share with you a story I just heard about yesterday. I live in Iowa, far away from the liberal bastions of L.A. and New York. Right? You wouldn't think um, social justice warrioring was out in Iowa. Oh, Iowa's pretty liberal, uh, surprisingly. You would think they are not, but they're one of the first states to pass gay marriage laws. Well, here we go. I'm a few years out of college, but I still keep in contact and uh, live near a professor, a mentor of mine. I think I was supposed to keep this guy's name anonymous, so we'll put that out. Uh, He's been telling me of a particular student in his law and politics course who has been taken uh, under the wing of radical feminists on campus. She's often spoken of microaggressions coming from the professor and has also taken up spelling women like W-O-M-Y-N. And is that so that they don't have the word men in their... No, I think it's actually because they're, they're retarded. Okay. I think they think that's the correct... No, you're right. Yeah, yeah. so it's to take men out. <laughs> anyway, this professor may face disciplinary action from a complaint from her, from this women chick, uh, on behalf of some women's group on campus based on what he thinks stems from classes about rape cases in a law and politics course. Uh, she claimed that he was incredibly insensitive regarding rape. Hmm. He would go on, uh, he would in no way be terminated, but he may be forced to sanitize his class if he would be ruled against. How about that? What does that mean, to sanitize a class? Not discuss issues, not discuss oh, rape cases yeah, yeah. in a class about law and politics? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's, that does sound like the, the effects of social justice warrioring, but I don't see how it's taking people's lives. Their livelihoods, maybe, but not their lives. What's the difference? Well, the difference is pretty big, Dick. If you lose your job, it's not like losing your life. It's a, it's a, uh, 
it's on the way it's to the losing way. your yeah. life. Well, because they're awful. they can't kill you. They yeah. can't like they would love to just kill you. They would love to have a vote where the government comes yeah. and kills you for saying something they don't like. Yeah. But the best they can do is take away your money, which right. is the same thing to me. No. Like morally, I think. Going after someone's job and their money and the way that they support themselves and the way they feed themselves, morally to me, is exactly the same as attacking them physically. It's it's in the same – it has the same flavor, but it's not quite the same. I think the, the distinction is important. So I wanted to mention, Dick, I was pulling up the website to see the biggest problems, the big list of problems. Social Justice Warriors is number 11 on the big list of problems. Guys, it beat out hunger. Oh, no, it's, it's about to beat out hunger. It beat out obesity, which is a bigger problem than hunger. Yeah. It's a big problem, obesity. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> then, right. uh, followed by shitty dads last week. Yeah. Dick, your, uh, your... Shitty problem. Your sentence that you brought in about <laughs> shitty dads. It was Father's Day! Yeah. I got a comment here from Christy Chapman. She says, Shitty dads are a huge problem, but I'm not sure you thought this through. Since it's your opening line to broads, surely less shitty dads equals less broken women equals less sex for Dick. Dick, didn't you say that shitty dads were great? It's a great pickup line, opening line to talk to a chick and ask her how her father is. That doesn't mean he was shitty. Well, you're it's saying. It's not dependent on him you, being shitty. You're saying that the ones who have the shitty dads, I, I said it's a problem to say, to uh, open up that with that line because if they had a shitty father, then they're suddenly thinking about all these bad emotions and bad feelings, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and he, you said that, that that you like that because you use that their broken father, their shitty father, to their to your advantage. I didn't I didn't say that last part, but here's the thing. People with <laughs> okay. shitty dads, a lot of times, I would say most of the time, don't think they're shitty. Like they look at their they look at their upbringing and say, Oh yeah, that's totally normal, or he was uh, doing his best. And as as an outsider, you can say, No, that was that was very much a shitty dad move. What are you basing like that on? Like stealing Dick? I think mean? people who have shitty dads know their dads are shitty. You look on TV and you see sitcom dads and how cool they are, and then you look at your abusive shithole dad who's never around. I think people know their dads are shitty. Yeah, but you're picking like you're picking like a trailer trash abusive dad. There's a there's a big gray area where some dads are just shitty without being so overtly abusive about it. Yeah, that it, surely you can say that exists. Like it, it's not a cartoon it, okay. out there. All right. Well, I, uh, then I wouldn't describe those dads uh, in those absolute terms as shitty. I would say my dad's meh, mediocre. In fact, I have a comment here, Dick. Uh, this one's from Sasha Woods. <laughs> no, whoops. Wrong one. Well, why are you laughing? I was going to say, why did it take you so long to pronounce that? <laughs> <laughs> Woods? No, I was looking for the Sasha comment. Woods. No. no, no, she brought in another comment I'll, I'll read in a second. But uh, th- no, I read a comment on... On the uh, the the forum, I didn't bring this comment in, but someone someone commented and said that uh, that perhaps a bigger problem than shitty dads are dads who are just mediocre. I think that's what you're talking about, Dick. I, I don't know, man. The middle. What, what, what are you mincing? Word like the word of shitty dad? Are you trying to bust me that a, like a one is a shitty dad and one is not quite shitty? I don't understand what you're trying to say. Can we let's just agree that it was a shitty problem? And then uh, speaking of shitty problems, soy got uh, got trounced in the voting. You guys didn't think soy was a big problem because a lot of you said that. Uh, hey Maddox, I, I like to put soy sauce on my fried rice. I and I replied to these idiots and I said, guys, it's fine for occasional use. If you eat soy a bite or two here or there, it's not going to kill you. But if it's a staple of your diet, like most ve- vegans and vegetarians make it. Then it can start to cause problems. Yeah. Makes you grow tits. Well, here I got a voicemail about vegans. I've got a riddle for you. 
if somebody is a vegan and they're into CrossFit, what do they talk about first? <laughs> oh, that is rich. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Dick. <laughs> I kind of like that joke. Yeah. He uh, he he undersold his own joke by yeah. overselling it. Yeah. We got some fan art. You want to talk about this? Yeah, we got this some, rad we, comic that we, got sent in. We got this comic sent in by a fan. His name is James Callen. And I posted it on my Twitter page. Uh, it's at Maddox Rules, I think, is my Twitter. I don't even know my own fucking Twitter. Anyway, um, he made a comic about, it's called Mad Maddox, A Road Rage. Yeah, I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, it's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty hilarious. I look like a samurai. Here you go. Here's you driving down the street, uh, flipping everybody off, screaming obscenities and honking constantly. That's That looks about right. Yeah, that's right? pretty accurate. That's pretty accurate, I would say. Did you read the panel about uh, about the samurai ethos? Here we go. Here's here's no. This is way more accurate, Sean. Wouldn't you say that's a more accurate representation of Maddox with that smug ass look on his face? <laughs> what smug look? That. Oh yeah, that smug look. <laughs> read the read the. You're oh, saying actually, yeah. I drive like a samurai, the aristocratic warrior class of feudal Japan. We follow Bushido, a code of honor, discipline, and aggressive driving. Yeah. Actually, they're more mediocre than shitty. <laughs> Shut up, Sean. Getting <laughs> shit already. Yeah, I don't know why people picked on that shitty dad problem. It's about establishing intimacy. It's not about taking advantage oh, of a bad dad. Jeez, I, I you also brought got, it up. Okay, I also got a, a tweet from some more fan art. Someone, someone corrected this uh, this picture, Dick. Um, he, he sent a, a screenshot of the live show of you holding a mug, and he said he enlarged your face. No. It still looks really tiny. He said he made it bigger. His name is Mr. Gobun. I linked to it on Twitter. We'll put it on the uh, the page uh, for the biggest problem in the universe dot com. Go to the website. Vote on these problems, guys. Don't forget to vote. I don't on have these a problems. small face. I hate that <laughs> stupid picture. I don't have a too small of a face for my. I head. know that's what he's saying. He's saying he enlarged it. No, for you. I don't. Ha- I get the joke. He made it extra small. What? Like um, the size of a mouth on my head, on my actual head. I don't have a too small of a face. And I really don't like that the way I find out about this shit is ex-girlfriends texting me that picture in the middle of the night and me saying, where the fuck did this come from? You don't know how to use Photoshop. Yeah. Oh, man, it's so good. I said She's that. like, oh, Maddox just tweeted it. I'm like, oh, great, great. Yeah, yeah. 20,000 people are laughing about this right now? Super. Pretty fucking funny. Um, I don't have a too small a face. Dick, what is your problem with definite articles? What do you mean? <laughs> you have a serious problem with definite articles. It's not a road rage. It's not a too small of a face. <laughs> anyway, um, Dick, I last episode I also mentioned that I started a Twitch stream. Oh, God. Which, uh, which, is, yeah. which is really taken off. I got a comment from Pamela Yashu. She said, keep streaming, Maddox. I actually enjoyed your Alpha 2 stream last night. I've been playing Street Fighter Alpha 2 on my stream. Oh, really? Uh, to huh. practice? No, not, so I don't need practice. So before Matt Barr kicks your ass? I don't need practice. Dick, I've been using an emulator, an on- online emulator, because you pretty much have to. I don't have an arcade cabinet. And the controls I'm using is a keyboard. And a lot of people say, Maddox, uh, why, why don't you play online? Why are you so afraid of cheating? And the problem is, with an emulator, when you play online... You can use a keyboard mapper, which is what I use, Uh to map my keyboard inputs to a controller. You can define macros, and you can define shortcuts, and all sorts of scripting and programs and things so that you can press one key and it'll do a special move. Can you define chicken? Yeah. Because this is the definition of chicken. You're talking, and all I hear is, 
I think you're thinking of swinging for my chicken. That's what's Go going ahead, on. Go ahead, what? And you can define keystrokes that what? You can you can define a macro that's a special move. Yeah. So you press one button, and it's going to do a hurricane kick or a fireball or whatever. It's cheating. Oh. It's All right. super easy to cheat. And you, I, I told you this last night, and you remember what your answer was, Dick? So what cheat. Response? Do yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll cheat him then. Yeah. Okay, great. It'll be a Street Fighter 2 slash cheating contest. All right, so Maddox is practicing... For the big fight, the big Street Fighter fight. Not practicing. What is your Twitter or your Twitch stream called? Is it Twitter or Twitch.tv? I'm not writing my book.com. Speaking of, Brian Jacques says, Wow, Maddox wants to avoid writing his book so badly, he started a Twitch stream that nobody wants to watch. (laughs) Not funny. Uh, Well, E3 happened this week. E3 did happen. I just got back from E3 and I posted my E3 roundup. Oh. Yeah, I do a wrap-up uh, every time I go to E3. Actually, except last year I didn't because it was, it was so disappointing. There wasn't even enough footage to talk about. Um, but yeah, this year I did my E3 wrap-up, and it's already got like 80,000, 90,000 views hmm. since yesterday. What's the point of going to E3? Like, don't you just hear all that shit online? Yeah, but you you get to play you get to play alphas and pre-builds. You get to play the game early. You get to see where the game's coming from. And uh, other times, too, you get to see games that then get canceled later on down the line. So that's oh, your only right. opportunity to play that game. Like The Last Guardian, long time ago, it was announced at like E3 four or five years ago. Hmm. Then the game was canceled. Now they're bringing it back. So people who got to see it and play it way back in the day were, are the only people in the world who ever were able to. It seems like a huge cock tease to me. It is. Like It seems like you're paying to go get advertised to. Yeah. No. Yeah, if you pay to go to E3, it's kind of a ripoff. Because, I mean, it's not kind of. It's a huge ripoff. Yeah. Um, I met Anita Sarkeesian there. You know who oh, she is? Oh, yes. Did you spit in her mouth? <laughs> no. Well. No, no, no. I'd kickstart that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> yeah. Kickstart her for Maddox was spitting in. Go ahead. You know what's what's interesting is a lot of people who are outside of the gamer world have no idea who she is. She's, she's this uh, much reviled uh, feminist blogger. Mm-hmm. She makes a bunch of videos. Whatever. Um, I don't... I, She's people, a non-gamer that picks on gaming. Like, she... I, I, I'm I, gonna give this example specifically because I saw it recently. She yeah. was talking about the new Tomb Raider game. Yeah. And her comment was a very snide, snarky comment about uh, Lara Croft wearing a snow jacket in the snow. And yeah. she's like, oh, it's about time that uh, this buxom heroine of this video game was wearing the appropriate clothing for her environment. Right. And it was just... Hundreds of people posting pictures of all the previous games, how all of her clothing was accurate. Like, she's always had a jacket. Yeah. She's always had a pants. So, here, here's the thing about Anita Sarkeesian, and, and this is probably the only time I'll ever talk to, talk about her specifically, um, because I don't want to give her the spotlight. She's not the voice of gamers. She doesn't represent anyone except herself, and I believe what she is doing, if you look at her Twitter stream, most of the comments are negative. Negative about video games, complaining about the violence in Doom, complaining mm. about Tomb Raider. She even complained about her badge at E3. The E3 badge came with a little uh, paper fold-out thing for Persona 4. Sexist. Of cute Of this cute little girl uh, wearing a skirt, whatever, like, like obviously too young to be sexualized. Even, yeah. And she wasn't sexualized. It was just a, a girl in a skirt. And, and she said, well, this is the picture they chose. Of all the pictures they could have used, they chose this one. Like, she's looking 
looking for reasons to be offended. She is this outrage porn that we talked about, that Ryan Holiday talked yeah. about. She is this person who is looking for reasons and excuses to complain. And that's why I don't want to give her the spotlight and the focus because I think she's disingenuous. She has to do this to continue her to outrage live. to live. Yeah. Her outrage is lucrative. And if she doesn't continually feed that beast, then people will forget about her. She has to find something to complain about. And which is which is like I know it's really a fine line that that I'm talking about that I'm trying because we here. do that too. You, would you think. do that too, you but think. you don't. Well, you would think, but I don't look. I don't look for reasons to complain. These are things that just genuinely annoy me. Yeah. I'm not looking. You to You liked be annoyed. Mad Max. You wrote a glowing Loved review it. of that. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't need to find things to annoy me because things naturally annoy me so much. But I don't believe that anyone in this world could be that annoyed. By so little, so little. By a little girl on a badge. Yeah, a little girl on a badge. Well, it also speaks to how she thinks. Like, if she really thinks that's sexist and offensive, then she must assume men see that image and are sexually stimulated by it. Right. I mean, if she's, if she's like, if she's putting herself in, in, in all these imaginary guys that she's blaming for whatever, I, I don't, I don't even know what the reason. Like, there's not more women in video games. Then she's. Putting that on us. Like, you see this picture? You guys are sexualizing this little girl in a skirt. Like, uh, bitch, I'm not doing we're, that. We're not. We're not. It's, it's fucking, just a little girl in a skirt. It's a badge from a video game, and it's not even a, an actual little girl. And it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a depiction. It's a drawing. And it's an interesting ad, because when I think video games, I think of some stupid sword, like a big giant hulking sword fight. Yeah. And now I'm thinking, like, oh, what's this little girl doing here? Well, and they were promoting a dancing game. It was for Persona 4 dancing something or other, which was... Uh, Man, just so lame. I saw I saw people dancing to that game. But also, uh, one other one final point I want to mention, and this will this will be the last I'll ever talk about her. But she raised over a hundred thousand dollars to to create a series of videos about uh, about sexism and gaming. And I watched all of them um, in as part of my research. I've seen almost every single one of her videos. It's part wow. of my part of the research I do. Right. Um, Dedicated. She she dedicated com- man. Right. She complained about. That not enough women in video games. You know what would help introduce more women to video games? Is taking a $100,000 budget and then putting that towards developing a video game. Yeah. How about that? Would that introduce more women to video games? Yeah, I think so. I don't even understand that complaint. There's tons of women in video of games. Of course. Of course. I mean, it's, it's like, it's so ubiquitous that it's not even weird to see a female heroine. No. Is is it? No. And I pick them. I pick them in my video games. I don't think of my video game character's gender when I'm playing. I don't care and they're all be- and they're all beautiful like they're all physical specimens the men are the women are that's the whole point of a fantasy well can you imagine if mario like for example one of the big criticisms is mario is the power player in the in his games and the princess is the damsel in distress well can you imagine if the situation were reversed and you played the female heroine like you do in metroid which nobody cared about the gender it's not about the gender for all intents and purposes i thought metroid was a robot the first time i played it you don't even learn the the character's gender until after you beat the the game and then and then it's like oh Huh, how about that? Yeah, huh. How I mean, that's what I that? thought as a kid. I was like, oh, hey, it's a chick. How about that? But, but here's how here's how people like uh people who look for reasons to to be offended can turn it around. If the situation were reversed and the princess was trying to save Mario, then people could simply say, Oh, well, 
you are controlling a female character in a video game, mm. taking away her agency, and oh, you're God. in control, and it's a man's control, it's a, it's a man's industry, and blah, 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 blah. Just There's always some angle to complain about. Yeah. Man. Anyway, yeah, so E3. Well, speaking of E3, we sent a correspondent there. Yeah, Dick, I partnered up with a blogger, Tom Phillips, over at uh, GameObliterator.biz. Have you heard of that site? No, it sounds like a fake site, in fact. No, it's <laughs> Dick, it's not a fake site. <laughs> GameObliterator.biz. It doesn't sound like a fake, it doesn't sound that crazy, it just sounds like a piece of shit. No, biz. <laughs> it's a good site. My buddy Tom Phillips went to All E3. Right, let's hear some from Tom Phillips at All E3. Right. Thanks, Dick and Maddox. I'm Tom Phillips, junior editor at GameBlitterator.biz, and here's the latest video game scoops on E3's hottest indie titles. Indie Game Raptor. Oh, there's the shouting. All right, let's hear something from Tom Phillips. Yeah. The Nintendo eShop gets a great new RPG with Chrono Trigger Warning. Now, a trigger warning for this review, it will contain trigger warnings. So if you're triggered by trigger warnings, you may want to stop listening. Also, if trigger warnings about trigger warnings are a trigger for you, we completely respect that. Unless respecting your feelings is a trigger, in which case, we don't. Anyway, this game sucks. Don't play it. Indie Game Raptor. Uh, yeah, no, uh, Tom does some really good journalism. Here. Yeah. Okay, yeah. one more. Yeah. Put the pedal to the metal in the all-new kart racing game, Speed Racist. You play the world's fastest racist, battling against legends like Racer Malcolm X and the affirmative action, action, action team. Get behind the wheel of the mock Things Were Better in 1955 and race your way up to Grand Wizard. Sounds like a great game. Indie Game Raptor. One more. Great. Maxis Milwaukee pulled the curtain off Sim Gentrifier, the new city building game where you get to push the pores out of town as fast <laughs> as possible. But the food truck festival, organic cookie bakery, Starbucks across the street from another Starbucks, or Mixology Academy called Stirring Up Trouble. Whatever you can dream, you can do to these poor blacks and Mexicans. Win the game and you'll get to build a three story Whole Foods. A dream come true for once. That is a dream come true. Yeah. Oh, man. Can you imagine all the uh, the tempeh they sell there? That four-story Whole that? Foods? What's tempeh? Tempeh. It's another fucking uh, thing. It's just a bunch of a beans. quinoa? Eh, it's just a bunch of compressed beans and shit. Yeah, it's grains and shit. You better watch it, man. You what? might get on a list saying words like tempeh. <laughs> You're one of them now. All right, let's do some, let's do some all right, problems. Let's get to I'll the problems. I'll bring some more of those later. Dick, my first problem this week is anti-intellectualism. Well, you're right. I'm already very upset by yeah. your problem. Yeah. I'm already yeah. in a very foul mood. I knew you would be, Dick. Mm-hmm. Anti-intellectualism, or anti-intellectualism, however you like to pronounce anti it. Anti-intellectualites. Is that what you would call us? I guess. Yeah. Or intellectualism. What did, how, did I, how did I mispronounce it a couple episodes ago? You guys had such a good time making fun because I misspoke. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. You want to recreate it, just dump like a bunch of marbles in your mouth and try to say it again. <laughs> Intellectual, I think is how I pronounce it. Go anyway, ahead. Anyway, Dick, it's uh, anti-intellectualism is the embrace and celebration of ignorance. It's putting stupidity and ignorance, which aren't the same thing, by the way, on a pedestal, right? It's cool to be dumb in this country. Dick, I we talked about this yesterday. Um, you know that uh, there's a thing going around on the internet. I saw this on the front page of Reddit. There is the 80-mile-per-hour question. Yeah. Right? Yeah, if you want to have a fight with your girlfriend or wife, go ask her this question. Yeah, it's a great way to have a fight. Sean, do you know what this is? No, I haven't heard of it. Okay, Sean, if a car is traveling 
80 miles per hour, how long will it take that car to travel 80 miles? 80 minutes? Oh, oh no. no. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, so, wait, oh, just travel oh, 80 no. oh, what? Oh, I'm sorry. One hour. One hour. Oh, yeah. Okay. Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. I mean, I'm going to have to, like, right. four in the morning. Like, yeah, yeah, Sean, yeah. you could be dead, and you should still get that right immediately. Yeah, you're, you're... Well, okay, so here's the thing, Dick. Jesus. I have I have a suspicion that that question itself is a little bit of a trick question. Yeah. Uh, because it's it seems so simple that people overthink it, yeah. right? But mm-hmm. I do genuinely also believe that the other side of it is a lot of people are really just fucking dumb, and they they don't understand. They don't understand, and they also they think that it's uncool to know and be versed in math. To even be able to answer that question correctly right off the bat is uncool. Well, that have- part's a bit of a leap for me. What, Sean? Can you have acute stupidity? That's what I'm blaming it on. Acute, Acute stupidity. stupidity. Acute stupidity. Like yeah. momentary flashes of stupidity? Yeah, what I just sure. did. Sure. Yeah. Sean, Sean, you're not a stupid person. Uh, you, you I had... didn't think so until no. now. <laughs> no, 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 Sean, I, I think that you you are in the latter camp where you um, over, overthunk it and tried to, um, I don't know. Try, you, 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 People you ask you a question sure. and you think they want more thought than is required. Right. If somebody asks you something that's obvious, you think, well, why are they asking me? It must be trickier, especially because they got this stupid smug grin on their face that I want to knock through the back of their head. Right. So, Dick, um, I'm, I want to talk about specifically, though, the people who embrace dumbness. And this is one of the clips. This is one of the videos that's floating around on the internet. I saw this on the front page of Reddit, and it's one of these these videos where people record their friends trying to answer this question. Yeah. Listen to this. 80 miles per hour. How long will it take you to go 80 miles? What? What? Okay, if you're going 80 miles per hour, mm-hmm. how long will it take you to go 80 miles? Yeah. I don't understand. No. <laughs> okay. 80. So do I like divide something? Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> well, that's misleading. You definitely divide. I don't understand. <laughs> Idiot. These fucking morons think it's cute to be dumb. They embrace it. They love it. Newsweek did a poll, Dick, of a thousand U.S. citizens and found that 44% couldn't define the Bill of Rights. 73% couldn't say why we fought the Cold War. The entire Bill of Rights? Or they couldn't, they couldn't say what it is? No, they didn't know what it is, yeah. Well, I... I don't know. I, is that anti-intellectualism's fault? Yeah. Like, I don't know that I could list all ten of them. Well, but you know what the Bill of Rights are, right? First ten amendments of the Constitution, right? That are that guarantee personal freedoms. Right. That get chiseled away at every year, right? <laughs> okay, <laughs> you got a wedge in your life. Uh, by a Nobel Prize winning uh, peacemonger. Say it. <laughs> Say it, Maddox. Libertarian yeah. agenda. You're <laughs> waiting is. for it. I'm giving you blue balls, Sean. Um, yeah. Representative Paul Brune, Brown, whatever, from Georgia, says evolution and the Big Bang Theory are lies. Listen to this. This is a clip from a congressman. Okay. All that stuff I was taught about evolution and embryology and Big Bang Theory, all that is lies. <laughs> from I'm so glad he has that accent. Yeah. Lies straight from the pit of hell. Yeah. Fucking magnets, man. How do they work? Well, apparently they don't. They're lies, Dick. They're lies lies from the pit of hell. 
the no. pit of hell, the very the very bottom of hell. So clearly, not only not only are these lies straight from hell, but they're from the worst part of hell, supposedly. Yeah. I mean, if if hell's a bad place, the pit of it must be even worse. The traitors. That's where the traitors go. You want to be Judas, the- Cassius. <laughs> this, I'm serious. Okay. Yeah. The pit of hell. Yeah. You want to be the top of hell. If you go, if you go to hell, you want to be like in the clouds. Limbo. Yeah. The very top. Yeah. yeah. The unbaptized children. Well, that was a congressman. Here is a senator, Senator James Inhofe. He brought a snowball to the Senate floor to disprove global warming. Listen to this. The chair, you know what this is? It's a snowball. And that's just from outside here. So it's very, very cold out, very unseasonal. So here, Mr. President, catch this. Mm -hmm. Um, He he threw a snowball (laughs) on the Senate floor (laughs) to disprove global climate change. Uh, Meanwhile, by the way, last year was the hottest on record, uh, directly in line with predictions of climatologist models. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so, so this, wait, wait, wait a minute. You got a bunch of stuff going on here already. Yeah. You got a little girl who's too stupid to do basic math or or who doesn't understand the qu- the question, right? He, she's either stupid or she got duped into saying the wrong thing, let's say. Yeah, but it's not just her, Dick. There's there are so many countless examples of people online who think it's cool to be dumb. Yeah, they really they think it's they think that uh, that learning math is uncool, that learning anything science is uncool. They think that um, and and that's kind of why I think there's a backlash to it. That stupid I fucking love science Facebook meme. I hate that thing. I do too. Yeah, because it's, it's not science. No, it's not. It's, it's pictures. It's science tourism. And it's not helping this problem at all. It's it's it is anti-intellectualism because it's it's um it's almost like the slacktivist version of interest in science because you're not doing the work, you're not doing the research, you're not reading the studies, you're just looking at pictures. You're looking at pretty pictures of things. Yeah. Well, when you say intellectuals, when you say anti-intellectualism, what I picture in my head is some uh, tweed jacket-wearing, mustachioed snob that called themselves an intellectual so they could feel su- superior to everyone else and to manufacture authority for their stupid opinions. When I, when I hear intellectual, that's what I think. I don't think about a reverend trying to sell the Bible to his constituents. You know, like that guy's said the Big Bang is a lie. Like, well, of course you're going to say that. You're selling to a bunch of diehard Bible-thumping Christians. That's the, that's the line. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that's like if that's intellectual is if that's anti-intellectualism rather than like slavish religious devotion. Well, Dick, that uh, that slavish religious devotion. Look, man, there's nothing inherently wrong with uh, with my my philosophy on religion versus say science. For example, there's nothing inherently contradictory between the two because science is equipped to answer the questions: what, how, when. And sometimes where? Those are the questions that science can answer. No. Science can't answer why. What do you why, mean? Why? Hold on. Let me, let me explain. Uh. Why is a philosophical question, Dick. Um, why is in the realm of philosophy? And when I was seven years old, I was kind of curious about religion, and I looked up in the dictionary the definition of religion. And it said, very simple definition. It said, it's a group of people who share a common philosophy. And I thought, okay, well, then a lot of different groups of people who have a common philosophy can be defined as religious, right? And uh, I believe that 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 modern secularism, like say on on Reddit uh, slash uh, atheism plus or whatever, that it's it's almost become its own secular type of religion. Um, 
because they share a common philosophy. And and religion is trying to answer that question, why? Like, science isn't going to say why the Big Bang happened. Well, but it's going to say, why did the ball fall out of the sky? Gravity. That's how. That's not why. Uh, okay. Uh, well, right? whatever. I don't know. If it's a saying you're trying to make, then No, no, it's fine. a really I'll... important distinction, Dick. How and why are huge, huge, di- hugely different questions. There's a huge chasm of knowledge in between the two. You cannot, science can never answer why. Science is not equipped to answer why, because that is in the realm of philosophy. Yeah. And that's right. why I don't have an inherent problem with people who, who who have a philosophy, be it religion or something else. As long as you're not being anti-intellectual about it, like this dipshit senator, this congressman was. Yeah. Dick, um, back to that Newsweek article. Poll after poll shows that voters have no clue what the budget actually looks like. In 2010, World Public Opinion Survey found that Americans want to tackle deficits by cutting foreign aid from what they believe is the current level at 23% of the budget to a more prudent 13%. What do you think about that? Cutting foreign aid? Yeah. I'm for it. You're for it? Yeah, of course. Why? Because it's I don't want to give them my money. What? Well, you, you think that it's too much? We're giving them too much foreign aid? Of my money, yes. Yeah. Anything more than zero is too much. Anything more than zero. Of my money, yes. Okay, Dick, what what do you think the, the actual percentage is of foreign aid that we give to uh, to other countries? As a percentage of what? Taxes? As a percentage of our, as, of our let's see. GDP? Yeah, of our budget. Probably our national ex- budget. Extremely small. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's, what so is, it in the, is it in the billions that we give in foreign aid? Is well, it in the tens of billions? Well, that's that's uh, that's not a very helpful number because it's uh, we're we're talking relative budgets. Like sixteen million dollars is nothing to a government budget, right? Well, that's but, a but drop in the bucket. But it's tr- but, if trillions is the is the amount that we're getting in taxes, then tens of billions means something. It's well, a fraction of a percent. Exactly. So we're talking about percentages. It's less than one percent. Fraction of a percent. Yeah, yeah, that's what I less thought. Less than one percent. So it's kind of like trying to say, well, I'm going to save money, so I'm going to stop buying toothpicks where the majority of your spending is going towards gambling or alcohol or some other wasteful spending, right? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Do you it's have a problem like, with what I just said? That I don't, that I, I my estimates of how much we were giving yeah. were exactly right. Yeah. And, uh, and I had a problem with giving it. Yeah. Do you have a problem with any of that? <laughs> no, no, you bully. <laughs> I I'm just curious because you asked me those questions and they were in line well, with what your research says, but I thought the point would be that I didn't know what I was talking about. I thought or you these might. I didn't. thought you might be in this specific case, one of these people, Dick, because um, you. I, I hear a lot of uh, libertarians say, "Well, we should cut foreign aid. We should cut foreign aid. It's a, it's a wasteful spending. Blah blah blah." But it's not. It's a. It's a. It's less than a drop in the bucket where the the majority of the spending, Dick. Um, this is um, here. I'll, I'll continue reading this uh, this article. Sure. It says here a January twenty fifth CNN poll. Meanwhile, discovered that even though seventy one percent of voters want smaller government, did you know that Dick? Seventy one percent of voters say they want smaller government. Yeah, but the vast majority of them oppose cuts to Medicare, eighty one percent. Social Security, 78%, and uh. Medicaid, 70%. Instead, they prefer to slash waste, a category. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A category that in their uh, in their in their fantasy world yeah. accounts for fifty percent of the spending, according to a two thousand nine Gallup poll. So I, people think that the majority of our money is being wasted on foreign aid when it's not. Wait a minute, I I agree with those numbers though. Okay, I'm one here of those, we go. Well, yeah, because I think I I think that the um, with the government supporting healthcare, it artificially inflates the cost of healthcare. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if that artificial inflation was fifty percent. 
70% of the value of soy comes from subsidies. That's a 70% waste. If you want to knock that down to 50 for healthcare, I would I wouldn't be surprised by that. Dick, I don't think that's I mean, I don't think that's out of line. Dick wasteful spending is is uh is defined more like pork barrel spending, spending on projects that don't go anywhere, dead end projects, like say China for example. Um and it's and you can make the case that this is uh, this is something that that uh, they they do to stimulate their construction sector, but they build buildings and then destroy them, and then build buildings and then destroy them. They just keep doing this over and over again to keep these uh, the, keep these people employed. That's that's I think you can make the case that that's wasteful spending. But wasteful sure. spending, Dick. But uh, obvious wasteful spending. Right, right, right. But that that, that it doesn't account for fifty percent. Well, but this this is a poll. This is people. This is asking people how much of the money do you think the government wastes? Fifty percent. Right. I would. Yeah, I'd say you could do everything you're doing for half. Okay. Well, that's you, Dick. Not based on any qualification. But that's or- the that's the poll you brought in. Isn't it? Yeah, most people think that it's around 50%. But it's kind of like people who cry and scream and bitch about uh, welfare when it's less than a percent. Like, what is it? Like, less than 2% of the budget, something like that, where the majority of the spending is going towards military. And we have uh, we have tons of uh, antiquated and deprecated military equipment that we just sit on and stockpile year after year after year. And we keep planes in budget. We keep these extremely expensive planes manufactured because the manufacturing comes from every different state in sure. the, in the union right yeah. so canceling that project would be extremely unpopular for the for the constituents that's where the waste is coming from when we are funding these deprecated technologies sure. when we don't need to that's wasteful as well well that is that is the majority of the waste if you're talking about waste dick buying toothpicks isn't your problem you need to you need to stop gambling so do you have a problem with me not wanting to buy like i have a problem with toothpicks and the gambling stop both of it and uh-huh. it- sure stop both of it no the problem with that dick is if you put the equal amount of attention towards stopping both you're neglecting the more important problem Right? Right now, I, I have my taxes due, but also my house is on fire. Well, I'm going to pay my taxes and put my house on, uh, put my house out, right? No, you put the house out first because that's the important one. You take care of the big problems first. You, ta- you tackle the big problems, and then you, you look for what's left after the details. I don't think you're going to get buy-in on tackling the big problems, though. Like, I think a lot of America supports that enormous military-industrial complex. A lot of Americans are ignorant. They don't even realize that it exists. According to these polls, uh, it could be. I don't know. I mean, that, how people else are very you... fearful. Well, sure. Like having a big military makes them feel safe. I think. Yeah, I guess. Dick, um, I want to. Uh, I want to read a little bit more from this uh, sure, music article. Ahead. So, in their in their fantasy world, these people think that fifty percent of our spending is is wasteful, right? Uh, and these are the same people who want smaller government and yet don't want to cut Medicare, Social Security, Medicaid, etc., right? Yeah. So politicians pander to them anyway and even encourage their misapprehensions. As a result, we're now arguing over short-term spending cuts that would cost up to 700,000 government jobs, imperiling the shaky recovery and impairing our ability to compete globally while doing nothing to tackle the long-term fiscal challenges that threatened our ability to compete globally. That's the problem with worrying about this 1% uh, of our budget that's going towards foreign aid because Uh that's what they cry the loudest about and the politicians pander to to their constituents. They say, okay, well, you guys, uh, you guys don't want us to give foreign aid. Let's cut foreign aid. Let's cut uh, uh, these uh, uh, welfare and all these other, th- these other social programs that are drops in the bucket compared to the, the majority of the spending that we are wasting on 
on uh, uh, um, excess, excessive military surplus and deprecated technologies. Yeah, I, um, I don't know if this is anti-intellectual, though, because a lot of it's political. This is, a lot of these examples are very political. And when you talk about politics, when you bring up anything political, you're talking about like people's basest fears and beliefs that are going into a lot of these decisions. Well, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Dick, because um, anti-intellectualism is essentially ignorance. And ignorance leads to racism. And there's a very popular story in the news right now about a guy who shot up a church, a black church in South Carolina, mm-hmm. right? So anti-intellectualism can lead to racism, which can sometimes result in tragedies that happen, like in Charleston. Uh, nine people were killed because this dipshit read some right-wing conspiracy websites about how blacks and Jews were a huge problem. So he took it upon himself to start a new race war, and he failed. Yeah. The response from the blacks that he killed was forgiveness. Mm. His goal was to start a race war. You know what inspired this guy, this this gunman, to uh, to kill these black people? What? He Dukes started Googling. No, oh. not Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> Are you talking about the Confederate the, flag? Uh, the on TV car? show. Yeah, no, I know, but because they have a Confederate yeah, flag on yeah, the car. Yeah. What's that car called? Um, General Lee. General Lee. That's right. No, it wasn't the Dukes of Hazard, Dick. Thank you for guessing. Oh. Um, it was. It was though the Trayvon Martin case. Trayvon Martin, for those who are not in America, uh, was this kid walking through a neighborhood with a hoodie on, and he was followed by a neighborhood watch, yeah. like this guy who who was a self-appointed neighborhood guard, right? Mm-hmm. And the guy started following this dude, this kid walking through the neighborhood wearing a hoodie, because he th- he's this black kid, yeah. walking through kind of an affluent neighborhood, and so he thought, well, I'm going to see what this guy's up to. So he called the police, and he said, hey, I'm following this guy. All legal, so far. Well, the police told him, the police told him that uh, to stop following him, huh? because, well, That's as history plays out, as history plays out, it's a bad idea to confront people because you're not a police officer. This kid, so he went up and tried to confront this kid, and the kid's like, "Back the fuck away from me!" Now, yeah. right? As he should, because you're not a fucking police officer. You can't stop people. You can't detain them. You can't interrogate them. You can't ask for anything. And no fucking crime has been committed. Fuck off. People have a right to walk wherever the fuck they want. And it doesn't matter if they're black or wearing a hoodie and they look sinister to you, dickhead. But you can't stop them because you're not a fucking cop. Fuck off. Yeah. What happened after that is that the kid got in a confrontation with this guy. Yeah. Because the kid... The kid said fuck off and uh, doesn't doesn't want to be hassled because he's a black kid and probably you know it may it may have happened a lot to him so he I'm didn't sure he, wanted did. to be, he wanted to be left alone. Um, the guy wouldn't let up so they got in a confrontation and uh, George Zimmerman, yeah, the guy the neighborhood watch pulled a gun on the kid and shot shot the kid shot him dead. Didn't have to happen. Didn't they Cops get into a fight him, too? Yeah, yeah. Cops told him yeah. to to back off and stop following the guy. He wouldn't. Dick, I've seen cars driving drunk, and I've called the police to report them. And the police tell me the first thing they say is don't follow them. Don't follow them. Yeah, because they know. Yeah. And and also, Dick, um, I, I, I sincerely do have a problem with neighborhood watches because I w- used to live in, a, in an apartment complex that was ruled by a homeowners association. And we had a huge uptick in crime. And their response was not to hire a security guard. 
and not to put up cameras, but to instill a neighborhood watch. (laughs) Great fucking policy. Well, guess what? This neighborhood watch policy of theirs was instilled one month before the Trayvon Martin case. And I laughed so hard at their fucking stupid policy because I saw somebody walking out of my apartment complex with a bike. And he looked suspicious. He may have been stealing the bike. And I thought for a second, well, this neighborhood watch is in effect. Maybe I should go confront this guy. And then I realized I'm not going to put my life on the line to confront somebody because I don't have a gun on me. I don't have a, a weapon on me. And I'm going to put myself in harm's way for what? Because To save them money? Yeah. And, and besides, it might actually be his bike. I might just be going up to an innocent person and, and uh, interrogating them. For yeah. what reason? It's a lose-lose situation. If he's stealing it, I might get attacked. And if he's not stealing it, I look like an asshole. Neighborhood watches don't fucking work. You call the police. End of fucking story. Or you hire private security that know what the fuck they're doing. Not this dipshit uh, George Zimmerman. So this George Zimmerman uh, case happened, right? This kid, this roof kid who shot up this black church was inspired by that guy. He started Googling black on white crime because he thought, well, what's the big deal? So this kid who shot up this black church started Googling this. And he he thought, well, I don't see what the problem is. I don't see what the big deal is. Uh, They got in a confrontation. The kid got killed. Well, what about black on white crime? And he started Googling and he went to this conservative, this far right website that was uh, that was talking that showed a whole bunch of cherry picked uh, instances of black on white crime. And he said, well, blacks are the problem. And then he started looking at some white nationalist websites. And he found that he, he started uh, looking at uh, websites about Jews and about uh, Mexicans and for some reason left Asians out of this equation. But he was, he read these bullshit websites, these shitty news sources. They're not news sources, by the way. They're alternate news websites. They call them alternate news, and they create a fear of the mainstream media by just castigating the mainstream media as being corrupt and being a a shill of the government and being lies and being corporate interests and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, right? They create this fear, and then they post this unresearched, unsourced bullshit, and then these these kids, people like this, this kid read this website and then got inspired and went and tried to foment a race war. That's yeah. what happened. It's ignorance. The root of this is ignorance. This is from Psychology Today. They wrote an article about anti-intellectualism recently. It said, America is killing itself through its embrace and exaltation of ignorance. And the evidence is all around us. Dylan Roof, the Charleston shooter who used race as a basis for his hate and mass murder, is just the latest horrific example. Many will correctly blame Roof's actions on America's culture of racism and gun violence. But it's time to realize that such phenomena are directly tied to the nation's culture of ignorance. An anti-intellectual society, however, will have large swaths of people who are motivated by fear, susceptible to tribalism and simplistic explanations, incapable of emotional maturity, and prone to violent solutions. Sound familiar? Yeah. Yeah. That's people. That's that's what anti-intellectualism causes. How does intellectualism fix that? Like, so this guy who wants to start a race war, that screams that he wants to be like, he's... So narcissistic and megalomaniacal, he wants to be the cause of a momentous race war. Like, I don't think l- learning things and reading books is going to fix that. That's insane. For to think you're so important that you need to be the cause of a race war, that's insanity. That's a good point, Dick. It is insanity. And that's that's a larger argument that I'd be making about gun massacres, uh, large mass shootings. Yeah. If you want to blame mass shootings on gun or culture or video games or violent movies or anything 
what you're essentially doing is trying to find a rational reason, a rational explanation for an irrational act. Yeah. You can't. It's no. an irrational act. If you are trying to say that that uh, because of blah, 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 X, Y, and Z, this, th- this irrational act happened, you're wrong. There is no rational explanation for doing a mass shooting, killing innocent people. Yeah. There's no rational explanation for that. Yeah, and I think it's going to get worse, to be honest. Like, as, as our lives and technology become more interwoven, like, random acts, uh, sporadic, desperate acts of violence will fade away. But I think these psychopaths, like these lunatics, have easier access to kill people. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because technology makes it easier to kill lots of people, but it also, it lessens certain violence, but it opens the door for stuff like this. I, I think that's just the way it is. Well, it's not, it doesn't have to be. I think that the solution here is a greater, a greater focus on mental health, not just in this country, but around the world. Uh. Um, if we started focusing a little bit more on mental health, mental health, remove the stigma of talking to a psychiatrist or getting therapy when you need it, then maybe we can start to uh, see a, a drop in these type of uh, violent incidents. I think you're right about that, the stigma especially. Let me let me take it back to that George Zimmerman thing. Yeah. Because uh, last two Christmases ago, we had a ton of shit get stolen. We had uh, Amazon deliveries get stolen off of people's doorsteps, right? At, that's at, a, at your apartment complex. Yeah, at my apartment complex. Uh-huh. That's, a, that's a play yeah. that, uh, that, that burglars make around Christmas time because yeah. everybody's getting a ton of stuff shipped to their apartment. Yeah. And... Um, they just walk. They just walk by. People think nothing of it. They walk by, grab it, leave, fence it. I don't know what they do. So after that, somebody got a bicycle stolen off of my apartment floor, which is very, very difficult to get into. And and it's a it's a bike. Was it assembled or is, or? Uh... Oh, it was a full on bike. So they okay. they this person got into my apartment complex through through our through our moats and our gates and whatever. Yeah. Went up to my floor, grabbed a bike, and just left. Yeah. Like this. If if there's an altercation in that case, if somebody tries to stop them from stealing their bike, right. that could end in uh, that could end in a murder. Yeah, that could end in an assault. It could end in anything. You know right, what I'm saying? It's right. like an element of dangerous and chaos. Ever since then, ever since that happened, and probably for the rest of my life, when I see people who are in my area who I don't know, I make a point to say hi at least and. Where are you? Where are you in the building? Who are you here to see? In a friendly way. Yeah. In a friendly way. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Oh, what floor are you going to? What floor are you? And if they start stammering and getting weird, then I think, uh, I got to look for security. Hmm. At least at least I know this guy's face, yeah. right? Yeah. Now, I don't have a gun. I'm not looking to cause a fight. If course, I see yeah. people skulking around, yeah. I want to know what they're doing. That's fair. And the way you approach it, Dick, is a very... Uh, it's a very good way of doing it because you're you're friendly and non-hostile, uh, unlike George Zimmerman, who was he was looking for a fight. Exactly, and that's the, his insanity is that he wanted to be the hero. I don't want to be a hero. Yeah, I just want to know who this is. So when there's a now, keep in mind, uh, there the same guy who was going around all the apartment buildings close to me. Um, got into a fight with somebody because he jumped over. He jumped into this chick's apartment, like he jumped over their balcony. Yeah. And uh, there was a fight. There was like an assault. He knocked a couple girls over. He broke up their apartment. He got arrested after that. But the, but the point is, there's a gray area between minding your own business and uh, walking around your town like you're Wyatt Earp. 
I agree. Right? I All agree. Right. And the way you're doing it is, is correct. If people de-escalated situations, first of all, that's a skill that not a lot of people have. If you see someone who's agitated or upset or becoming agitated by what you're doing or saying, there is quite a skill to, be, to have to be able to de-escalate that situation. Yeah. And the way you're approaching it, Dick, is non-hostile and it's non-threatening. You're doing it just the right way. And your approach afterwards is to contact security. Great. Yeah. That's that's a model. That's a model citizen. That's I'm exactly. Gl- what I sh- am America. Yeah. <laughs> Dick, I just want to end on this one last point. All right. And I know this has been a long problem, but well, um, it got big. Yeah. It, I it thought is. it was just going to be about you feeling smarter than everyone else no. again. Your intellectual <laughs> shit. Because I think I don't like intellectuals. I don't like Neil deGrasse oh. Tyson. I think it's a name that they call themselves, so their opinion is inherently worth more than everybody else's. Dick, what you know? is what is in what is an intellectual? An intellectual to me is somebody's is somebody whose hobby is consuming um what they consider smart materials, like enriching their their mind, so to speak. But it's the same as as like a CrossFit person. An intellectual to me is like a CrossFit guy, but with books. Yeah, no, no okay, that's that's your definition of it, and I, I regret asking. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> well, that term, the term intellectual, is usually applied by as a pejorative. Well, no, well, no, but it's not. It's usually given to the person by that person. Yeah, exactly. No, it's not, isn't it? Who no. describes something? Oh, they're a real intellectual. You say like, oh, they're they're very smart, or they're very wise, or they're very well cultured, or they're they'll they're well learned. Because Dick, the concept of intellectual. If somebody's truly intellectual, they're usually pretty smart, right? And part of being smart is also having an element of self-cognizance and self-awareness and realizing how coming across as an immodest douchebag can make people like you less. And by the way, I don't fit in that category because my Twitter my Twitter account right now, my profile says, here, I'll, I'll read the actual quote. Visionary, something like that? Yeah, it says, it says here, intellectual heavyweight, <laughs> thought leader, and genius. Yeah. That's me. Prick. Yeah, but that's Smug me. prick. <laughs> that's what an intellectual is. An intellectual to me is like someone who was born beautiful and is always lording at everyone else. It's like, yeah, congratulations. Like, you like this shit. Congra- no. You like You like reading stupid books the same as every other intellectual, every brainiac who likes to pretend that their mind was open by reading about how big the universe is. Why don't you shut up and come help us dig some holes out here? No, Dick. An intellectual is just somebody who re- You don't have to just read, quote, smart books. You don't have to read top 100 books or you don't have to read Dickens all fucking day to be an intellectual. You can read whatever you want to be an intellectual, but part of the, the element that makes you an intellectual is critical thinking. Oh, All right, yeah, yeah. I'm tying this in with that solution. Go photo up. People. I thought it would be more about these, like this culture of embracing ignorance, like what these little girls are doing. Oh, it is. I this this all has to do. I mean, this is a big problem, Dick. I know we we um, there's a lot to cover here. I just want to uh, end on this one last point from Psychology Today. They said some will point out correctly that even educated people can still be racists. That's true. Sure. But what they shouldn't remove is the spotlight from anti-intellectualism. Yes, even intelligent and educated individuals, often due to cultural and institutional influences, can sometimes carry racist biases. But critically thinking individuals recognize racism is wrong and undesirable. And this, this article goes on. I didn't bring in the rest of the quote. Uh, there's one page left on my printer. <laughs> but but I, did, I, I did leave it off there intentionally. Because that last sentence is real important. It's, you, know, you know, I talked about critical thinking as, as uh-huh. a slu- in the solutions episode, right? They said here, critically thinking individuals recognize racism as wrong and undesirable. Why? Why is racism wrong and undesirable? You ever think about that, Dick? 
like to me personally or in society in as society a whole? as a whole well it breeds discontent yeah it breeds yeah. discontent that's yeah. exactly right so i talked to this friend of mine one time who who had this professor in college who taught a course and he was making a case for blacks being intellectually inferior he said that genetically and he 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 like cited a whole bunch of really dubious sources, but he uh-huh. said intellectually blacks are genetically inferior. And I said, okay, first of all, you sound like a racist douchebag. This professor does, right? And he said, well, but look, look at the research and blah 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 blah. And I thought, okay, well, what I'm doing now is an ad hominem attack. If I sure. don't consider the ideas of the person saying it, then I'm just being an ad hominem douchebag, right? So I thought, okay, let's assume that everything this person is saying is correct about blacks being. Uh, let's let's say in this in this fantasy world that that you can make the case for blacks being intellectually inferior. Yeah. Um, how is that information useful? Yeah, doesn't for, matter for public policy. Say you wanted to create some public policy based on that knowledge. Do you think that blacks are just going to sit back and say, okay? Well, I guess the fucking research is there, so let's go ahead and discriminate against us. It's going to foment racial discontent, and it's going to cause more problems, not less. It's not solving any problems. Yeah. Even if it were true, it's not even useful. And it's not true, by the way, but it's not even useful. I, I still think that racism, racism is more culture-based than anti-intellectual based. Because, <laughs> like, it, it does it happen as often where people are, like, spontaneously racist in environments where they're not raised that way? I feel like it's passed on from generation to generation. You slowly have to quell it out of the mindset, you know? I don't think it's about being educated. It could be part of the human condition to relate to like likes like, right? We we identify with people who look like us and therefore give them benefits. And uh, it may it may come back to some basic instinct of tribalism. Who knows? There may be there. You know, who knows? It could it could be something like that. But. I think that ignorance is at the heart of this, and I think anti-intellectualism is at the heart of that. I think people who read more are smarter. I think people who do math more are smarter. The the mm. neural pathways in their minds get built and yeah. reinforced the more they use it. And the less they use it, they, the more likely they are to read these Infowars and stupid bullshit conspiracy websites and alternate news websites without cr- thinking critically, without questioning their sources, without looking into anything that they're ingesting into their minds. That's why these dipshits, this anti-intellectualism, Intellectualism is a huge problem. Vote it up. Well, if you're so smart, why aren't you rich to everybody, all these intellectuals, right? Well, because They're, not everyone values money, Dick. Oh, okay. Uh, whenever I think of intellectuals, I think, who was that asshole that posted a video of his Lamborghini in his garage? And then he was like, but that's not what I really value in this garage. Oh. I value all these books because oh, I'm so smart. Right, that's sure. an intellectual. That's a Somebody smug who prick. No, brags and prides themselves on their ability to fuck books. I mean, read books. That's an intellectual. <laughs> no, that's not an intellectual. It's not. You're not saying a lack of education. Like, racism is this problem you're bringing in. I don't think it's based on anti-intellectualism, though. Of, co- of course it is. It's ignorance. It's the embrace of ignorance. And the dumber we are as a society, the more likely it is for racism to exist. Well, you know what ignorance I do want to solve? What's that? Uh, the ignorance of not getting a great shave. <laughs> because this episode is brought to you by Harry's. Please visit harrys.com and use the promo code Biggest Problem to save $5 off your first purchase. Um, I use my Harry's razor all the time. I don't know how they're making any money because I've been using the same set that they sent us months ago without needing a new one. So it'll last you forever. 
Well, uh, if you if, were if you were to buy a new set, Dick, is there some discount? It's only or? fifteen bucks, yeah. and you get five dollars off when you put in our first our uh, promo code Biggest Problem. With that fifteen dollars, you get the razor, three blades, and your choice of Harry's shave cream or foaming shave gel. Look, if you didn't get your dad a Harry's razor for Father's Day, you fucked up. Oh man, did but you there's, ever? There's still time. Dads will take late gifts. Yeah, they're not like. You know, they're not like a wife or a girlfriend You with their anniversary. You could miss Father's Day, get him the present a week later. Yeah. He's still going to appreciate it. Yeah, that's right. He'll especially appreciate it when he sees the quality of these blades, man. Uh, like you said, Dick, my blades, still, I still haven't thrown them out. They still work. They still work great. Yeah. Plus, they look cool. Yeah, they look You got a girl cool. over, she's going to go snooping through your medicine cabinet. They all do. What's yeah. she going to find? A boss-ass razor sitting mm-hmm. there. She's going to get horny as shit. <laughs> She's going to want to shave her legs. Yes. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, Dick, this isn't just for guys. Harry, Get Harry's for your legs, ladies. Really? Yeah. Oh, I, I, they don't need different. No, you're right. Women yeah. use shitty razors They're for their legs. Ra- yeah, and, and I, I remember one time I was dating this girl, and um, she, she saw my razor in the, in the uh, shower or whatever. She's like, well, can I use that? I'm like, uh, you better. It'd be better if you used that. And so she she tried it. She said, this is the be- the smoothest shave I've ever had. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Guys, know, guys know a thing or two about shaving. There was an article about that where they say women should be using men's razors because yeah. they're superior. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's sexist. <laughs> <laughs> Don't let Anita uh, Sarkeesian hear you then. No, because that. guys shave every day. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, go to uh, harrys.com, promo code biggest problem. Save five bucks off your first purchase. Hey, man, if I was going to use a tampon, I'd buy a chick brand. Chicks know a thing or two about tampons, probably. <laughs> uh, you want to hear more You're of, off of the uh, Busters brand? You Bust- wanna, yeah, like Busters, you know. Busters tampons, tampons. Garbage. I don't want yeah. Chuck's or Larry's tampons either. Okay. What's that, Dick? You want to hear more of who? What was the name of our stupid correspondent for E3? That's not Asterios Coconos. It's, it's my buddy Tom Phillips. Tom Phillips from GameAbladerator.biz. Come on, Dick. Thanks, Dick and Maddox. I'm Tom Phillips, junior editor at GameAbladerator.biz, and here's the latest video game scoops on E3's hottest indie titles. Indie game wrapped Capcom North North Southeast announces Street Mediator 2. Sit down around the community garden and just hash out all this street fighting already. Come on, M. Bison. Wouldn't you rather launch a flaming human torpedo of mutual respect? Eat Honda. <laughs> trade that hundred hand slap for a hundred high fives. Help Ryu turn that Hadouken into a Hadou I can. Forgive my enemies <laughs> and myself. Coming soon to the PlayStation 4. Oh, no. No, it's canceled. It's already canceled. Indie Game Raptor. <laughs> Tom Phillips. Maybe you should play Matt Barr at that. Street Mediator instead street of Street Fighter. Yeah, he'll probably cheat at that, too. CD Projekt Red delivers again with The Witcher 4. It's just sex scenes this time. The controls are simple. Every time you press B, Geralt has sex with another hot elf, princess, centaur, or manticore. It's not out till next year, but it's somehow already sold over 600 million copies. Could a sequel be far behind? No, it's not. Stay tuned for The Witcher 5, the first game ever to come with lube. Indie Game Raptor. Is that game really that full of sex? The Witcher. The Witcher. Uh, there's there's a bunch of sex scenes in it. Yeah. I Should mean, I you can go it? to a prostitute. Hmm. You go to a prostitute in the game. Yeah. Uh. There's a, there are there are a lot of really funny Witcher three clips online of the game glitching during the sex scenes. So the prostitute. <laughs> Why would they put sex scenes in a game? It's stupid. <laughs> stupid. Just a bunch of because the kids who are buying the people who are buying this are in their like 
late 30s. Uh, th that's the demographic for these video games. And they're not sitting there jerking off to video games like we would when we were 16, maybe. Yeah, and, like, I don't want to see a bunch of Legos having sex. Like, it, it doesn't look real. I mean, it's better than your imagination. <laughs> It's definitely not. I would rather just read, like, a box that popped up and was like, and then they banged, instead of seeing yeah. a bunch of polygons. What if, the Lego, what if the Lego woman was pregnant? Sean. <laughs> More. <laughs> Fuck you, Sean. Let's see here. Here's the last one. Fans at E3 thrill to the all-new Steam exclusive. Turns out, you're the Nazis. The whole time you're playing the game, you think you're the good guys. But it turns out, you're the Nazis. You hear that small explosion? That's your mind being blown. See, Dad? Video games can be art. The game makes great use of the Wiimote for the stage where you break down crying in the shower. Four stars. Out of, like, a hundred stars. Indie Game Raptor. Oh, there you go. I love that guy, uh, Coconut, I mean, Tom... Tom, Tom Phillips, Phillips yeah. is his name? Mm -hmm. I do like the sound. I do like it when he's not shouting. Yeah, not not coconuts. All right. We got time for my problem? Yeah. Jesus Christ. Where are you at a minute 10? An hour, an hour 10. Well, Maddox had to pontificate me. for a while. On oh. his... You did go on. Oh, I'm that sorry. That was a long problem. Yeah. I just want to hear more about what you specifically think about kids who are anti-intellectuals. Like, the racism thing was a big leap for me. I know there is a trend of anti-intellectualism, yeah, and I'm on board with it because I see intellectuals as that asshole with the Lamborghini who's also saying, "Look at all these books that I have." Yeah, but I wanted to hear what you think about like kids being anti-intellectual. So I'll tell you another type of anti-intellectualism sure. that's rampant: uh, people being proud of their ignorance about sports. Yeah. Like, every time you hear sports wow. ball, it's like, oh, c congratulations, you smug asshole. You're so, you're so learned and smart. You're so busy thinking about how to solve all the world's problems on the internet that you can't even learn how to say football. Yeah, Good I, for I, you. You're I, so fucking smart. I'll give you that. I'll give you that, Dick. That is annoying. I used to be one of those guys. I used to, uh, I used to shit on football a lot. I, I called sports ball and, uh, and uh, joke around. I, you know, I don't respect it. But I do respect certain aspects of sports, which is the amount of uh, uh, thought in, that goes into the strategy that they employ uh -huh. for, for different plays, and also the the business of it. The business model is brilliant. They are making it is the most lucrative pastime I think in this country, right? Sports in the world. I mean, I I don't know how do you define pastime. Probably aviation might be a, a bigger lucrative pastime. Well, something that people just do recreationally, sports, right? Mm -hmm. There is yeah. no. Sure. I mean, other than the players who are doing it for their what about, jobs. What about the training? You don't respect that at all? The amount of training that these athletes put themselves through? Uh, to an extent, because they do select people who are genetically uh, predisposed. Like like in basketball, they, they, they select the tallest people in the world. By the way, uh, I heard this, I think, on either This American Life or Radiolab. They, they talked about how... Uh, people who are above six five in society, six foot five inches, yeah. are so rare, and seventeen percent of them in the world are in the NBA. Huh? Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. So if you're born over six five, you've got a one in five chance of being a professional basketball yeah. player. Yeah, basically. Yeah, yeah. But see, you say that they're genetically predisposed to sports, but people who are intellectuals are genetically predisposed to reading books and wow. soaking in information. Like that brought in the in the video you played, she doesn't get anything out of a book when she reads it. It's just words that are bouncing off of her stupid brain. I, I disagree. You know? She'd I have think... to work incredibly hard 
to understand how stupid she is to not know immediately that the answer of if you're going 80 miles per hour, how long does it take you to go 80 miles an hour? She had to work very hard to understand that, whereas you wouldn't, genetically. I don't know that genetics have to do with it. I remember in third grade, I hated reading books, and that was a turning point uh, for me when in third grade, my teacher instilled a love of reading in me because she forced us to read so many books, and eventually I read one or two that I liked, and I thought, okay, this is I get it. This is kind of cool. So maybe it's a matter of... uh, Parents not really uh, tamping down on their kids and ask and forcing them to do what they need to do in school. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna save my problem for next week because it's huge. Oh boy! I'll bring One in problem. I'll bring in another problem. <laughs> um, the free water glasses. You know, you go to a fast food place uh-huh. and you ask for water. Yeah. And they say, "Oh, do you want bottled water?" And you say, "Um." Yeah, but I don't want to pay for the bottled water. I want you to shove it up your ass because it's just overcharged tap water. It's overpriced tap water. So give me a glass so, like a human, I can go drink some free water because you get it for free. Right. Right? And they give you this shitty little clear plastic glass. Mm Mm-hmm. The, the the cup of shame. The, it's a it's a shame cup. Yeah. And they say here you here you go, sir. Here's your thimble. Here's your plastic thimble that will disintegrate if you use if you touch it wrong. Yeah. If you have a tighter grasp than like a baby infant than a baby child, it will it will destroy itself. Here here to your heart's content. Go get two ounces of water mm-hmm. with this glass because you wouldn't pay a dollar fifty for a grown up glass. Yeah. Right? It's almost as if they are annoyed by your request, so they're going to annoy you with their cup. Yeah. And you know, you know what and, they, Go ahead. You know what another problem is with those cups? They dissolve. Um, I like to put lemon in my in my water. And if I if I sometimes I'll squeeze the lemon and I'll notice there'll be some lemon juice on my hand. So I'm uh-huh. carrying the cup from my from the time it takes to take it from the drink fountain to my seat, and I put it down and it sticks to my hand. The cup is sticking because the, the acid in the that. lemon, yeah, it the acid through. in the lemon dissolves it. So I'm, I'm drinking the fucking plastic or whatever the shit is. Yeah. These toxic chemicals I'm, I'm ingesting. Which are put- also feminizing chemicals. Yeah. Anything that's uh, hard plastic. Is it hard plastic or soft plastic? I think it's soft plastic. Yeah, it's got chemicals in it that fucks up your DNA so you're more uh, chick-like. Yeah, they talked about that. I think that was the premise of the movie uh, Children of Men. Oh really? Yeah. So Children of Men, they didn't really they didn't really talk about the explanation of why uh, people stopped having kids. It's a great movie by the way. Go watch it if you haven't. It's a movie called Children of Men. Suddenly all the all the people, all the women in the world stopped having kids because men started becoming sterile and they couldn't figure out why, but the the genesis of that uh, that explanation, the science behind it is that um, through over time the more estrogen and things yeah. that we we don't filter out of our water supplies because there's so many pharmaceuticals in our water supplies that we're not filtering um they have a cumulative effect on men and then it hits a tipping point where men become sterile so that was the premise of that movie bphs man so BPH, you get this yeah. melting glass cuz god forbid you should take a lemon yeah right over to your table and you you're, you swig it down in about two bites and then you got to walk over and get more water just give me a regular glass. What is what is the purpose of the clear of the clear glass? Don't say it's about cost, because you have to make an entirely separate type of glass just for water. Just give me the ones that you have. There's no way you could save money by making a, a separate shitty glass. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just use the ones you already have. 
is it clear because you think I'm going to steal some of your precious Coke? Oh, that's what it is. And you want to see and make sure I'm not— Look, uh-huh. look, look if, you, if you see me filling this up with Coke, there's, there's going to be two options. Option A, I'm sober. In which case, you're going to have a big fucking problem on your hand because I like to argue when I'm sober. And I'm not going to be told I can't drink soda out of a soda fountain just because the glass is clear. I can tell you were sober during my problem today. (laughs) (laughs) What, do you think I argued too much about that No, no, I was just buzzing your balls. Number option two, I'm drunk. Yeah. And I got a class and decided I wanted some soda and put it in there. There's going to be, if that's a problem, you've got to way, if, if there's going to be a confrontation over getting two ounces of soda, yeah. you're, you've got a way bigger problem on your hand. You've suddenly got a way bigger problem on your hand. And then some, put, some restaurants put up those threatening signs around everywhere, too, where, they're, where, they, where they threaten you with a fee, a penalty, if, you, if they catch you putting soda in your water cup. Guys, it's less than a penny worth of fucking syrup. Yeah. Shut up. Like you saw, some people, if one person buys a drink, the, the, the person behind me in line buys a drink or the person in front of me, he's paid for the next 10 people. Shut up. I, who cares? It's fucking syrup. It's sugar. I'll bring a fucking packet of sugar, throw it in your face. Just you give go. me a real glass. Yeah. I don't want this. You get this little glass. You put it in your car. Mm-hmm. You put it. You try to put it in the cup holder. No. Immediately spills everywhere. No lids. No lids for those. So that's my problem this I, week. I think I think you touch on Dick. I think it's so they don't so they don't It's so they can see what you're doing, yeah. right? Like bus yeah. windows. How people say that bus windows are gigantic so cops can spy on minorities, which sounds which is stupid to what? me. But Who said that? Idiots. Like D- activist D- idiots. Dylan Roof. <laughs> no, they say you've never heard this? No. People say that the windows on buses are so big, so uh like poor people aren't people who have to ride buses who are, you know, more usually Lower income. Yeah. Uh, so cops can see what they're doing. Huh. It's like, m- maybe it's just because it's a nicer yeah. environment to let the sunlight in. So yeah. it doesn't feel like a apocalypse bus. And maybe it's because sometimes you spend up to two or three hours on a bus and you get depressed if you don't s- sit next to a giant window. Yeah, or maybe if there's a bus crash, it's easier to get people out of gigantic fucking windows that can be popped out easily than like cutting through steel. Or maybe it's because those giant windows let more air in when you open them. Maybe there's a bunch of different rational explanations other than your stupid racist theory, you non-bus riding fuck. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, there's some newer buses with really dark tinted windows. They're really hard to see in from the outside. Yeah. But it's probably cooler inside, so it is about the passenger's comfort. Those are safe Not necessarily the... Those are those new uh, safe minority buses, Sean. Oh, minorities aren't <laughs> minority allowed on friendly them? buses. No, they're minority friendly. No, so the cops can't see them. Those, yeah, so the cops can't see them. Oh, they're uh-huh. crime buses. They're, cri- they're crime buses. <laughs> a lot of gambling, illegal gambling's going on. Oh yeah, cockfighting, Ill- illegal horse bets. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, good problem, Dick. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, Hour twenty already, dude. Man. Did we get any? Uh, we didn't even do any voicemail or anything. I'll play time. some voicemails. So, Dick, uh, my problem this week was anti-intellectualism. Uh, my problem's free water cups. Free water, free water cups. Thanks for listening, guys. See you next Tuesday. Hi, Maddox. Hi, Dick. This is Connor calling in from Germany. Just letting you know, love the show and think that uh, this podcast should definitely be on the solutions list. And also, along with spicy food and attractive women, keeping a well-kept beard is very important to me. So the fact that I'm so fucking close I can fucking hop the fence and steal the razor blades makes it that much more annoying that Harry's doesn't ship to Germany. Just fucking hands out the back door to me. Wow. So, for once, mm. Harry, not Dick, 
Go fuck yourself. Oh, oh like, no oh, way. Hey, Harry's doesn't ship to Germany. That, that's because they don't even need to ship. They, you could probably just walk into the factory. Yeah, that's on you, idiot. <laughs> did he just say, Sean, don't delete this? Yeah, he did. Oh, fuck. Uh, let's see. I got a bunch of presidents. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Hilarious. <laughs> let's hear a new president. Hello, Dick. It's this former. Well, wait, guess who that is first. Let's, let's see how good these impressions <laughs> All right. are. All right. What's well, Kennedy? Uh, I'm going to guess it's a Bush. <laughs> no. President John F. Kennedy. Oh. I currently am in the grave, but I am calling you from beyond it to let you know that I might have a hole in my head, but you can go fuck yourself. Yeah. Great. I am John F. Kennedy, and this is how I talk. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Sounds like it. Ah, from, uh, from beyond. Hello, gents. This is former U.S. President Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. Known for speaking softly and carrying a... Big stick. Oh boy! I'd like That's to take this opportunity to talk with you very scatological, about a problem these from your last episode. Yeah. You see, boys, it's in the opinion of this rough rider that if you're going to center a problem around one word, you should learn to correctly pronounce that word. Oh fuck oh, off! Boy. No, I don't care. What, I don't what, care. What word was it? What was he talking about? Uh, here. Oh, so, the, the teleology. Without further ado, that I present to you the word teleology. Yep. Yeah. Google fucked teleology. me. Teleology. Teleology. Okay, three's enough. Three <laughs> strikes and you're out, asshole. Uh, which president was that? Teddy Roosevelt, huh? That was Teddy Roosevelt. Huh. This guy's picking on the way you talk. Okay. Hey, Maddox, do you know you say man more than anyone I know, I guess, or have, can name? And what's interesting is that I'm a musician. Do you understand? Like, the people I know say, like, man, like, a lot. And and most of them are stoned as shit half the time. You say man more than all of those people. Is that true? So, uh, uh, no. blah, 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 for, so, I don't know. Anyway, fuck it's off. My favorite word, favorite gender, baby. <laughs> Never going to stop saying man. <laughs> oh, I got a Street Fighter call out, too. Oh, great. More fucking Street Fighter rookies. Don't know shit about Street Man, Fighter. I fucked up that last voicemail. What, I'm, what I'm proposing is that, Maddox, if you lose that Street Fighter, uh, that you watch Titanic... And give everybody proof that you watched it, and also let that guy on the uh, show to propose a problem. And then, if you win, I'm interested as a listener to hear what the stakes are. Like, what do you want to win? Um, so, yeah, talk about that. What do you want to win if you beat this guy? It's a good point. Got to be some stakes. Hmm. You mean actual stakes? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about what I want to win. Maybe. Maybe nothing. Maybe the satisfaction of winning is all I need. Oh, like Ryu? Yeah. You're no Ryu. What yeah. do you really want to win? <laughs> you know what? Uh, I get a night with the uh, the loser's girlfriend. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh! Yeah. oh, that's a good prize. How's that for stakes? What if he's gay? Well, I get a night with his boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, same, same thing. Uh, that guy did remind me, though. I forgot to play Titanic last week, and I almost forgot it again. So here you go. Maddox, enjoy. Oh fuck! This is bullshit. Remember this old lady? No. I've never seen that old lady. I don't know what this. What you're referring to here? 
James Cameron's such a tool. She's about to fall down. The Terminator movies are, are weak. You know, watching watching Titanic in 30 second increments has, uh, taught me a lot about how he makes these films. Though. Like there's a hot this hot chick leads every scene with this old lady. Like every 30 seconds they cram this hot chick with her. Well, he has to. My team are able to preserve it intact. See that? Look, she's about to see tits. There's tits right there. Look at that! Look at that! They're not for real tits. No, they're not real tits. This is bullshit. You guys swearing, old lady? I glanced at the screen. You tricked me into glancing at the screen, and it was a sketch of tits. It doesn't count. (laughs) You watched it. I got better. I got better tits on my notes right here. I drew. Oh man, I drew such a good tit right now. All right, let's end on uh, Tom. Some more of Tom Phillips' bits. Yeah, my buddy Tom. Coming to Steam, we've got Religious Argument Simulator 2. All the fun of Thanksgiving with your family in a mobile game. It's got five (laughs) new playable characters, including your cousin who won't shut up about atheism, your weird aunt Ah. who says she's always praying for you, and your dad who just wants to eat some goddamn turkey. Can we please say the stupid prayers? It's not fun. Don't play it. Tablets get a new sim with roller coaster maintenance and safety inspection tycoon. Visit real roller coasters from across the U.S. and make sure that the employees who service them are accredited. You don't get to build or ride roller coasters, but you do get to ensure that the restraining bars are up to code. No matter how well you do, your theme park goes out of business because people really can't afford theme parks anymore. It's sad. Indie Game Raptor. E3 was buzzing about the upcoming PS4 action title, Escape from the Friend Zone. Nice guy Terry's always there for his female friends. From picking them up at the airport to listening to them complain about their boyfriends, there's no inconvenience Terry won't endure for all these girls who see him as a weird, fat doormat. Can you send enough drug texts to escape the friend zone? Probably not. Find out December 13th. Can you send enough drunk texts? Oh, man. I, I remember those games at E3. All, uh, All those games, yeah, they're awful. Well, that's it for my E3 roundup. This is Tom Phillips saying video games can go and you can buy them because they're great. <laughs> they're great. <laughs> and Dick, you can go fuck yourself. Oh, man. Game I love Asterios. I mean, Tom. <laughs>